drop an episode last week or like a few days ago I don't even know what day it is anymore honestly I was so sick this past week and it wasn't the first time either I like I got very cocky about my immune system while I was living in Los Angeles which mind you is where I was also born and raised and lived the past like decade of my life um Turns out my immune system is not as strong when I moved to a completely new country and am also at the same time trying to like start a new business and you know generally like I set the intention moving down here of being like I'm gonna like really find myself and heal from all these wounds that I haven't had time and space to heal in the past and like I forget sometimes and it's so funny it's like right in the name of this podcast I forget sometimes how hardcore healing can be healing is not a comfortable process. It's really, really, really uncomfortable. When you get to the other side of healing, obviously it's like, woo, I get this like regeneration of faith and, and well-being and excitement and joy about life. But oh my God, working through the bullshit is so hard. It's really hard. And there's one thing that's really important to me in every aspect of my work and that's empathy and how can I retain my empathy for other people, for my clients, for the world at large if I'm not continuously (laughs) meeting up against my own bullshit and limitations and suffering as a result of that and getting through that suffering how can I show other people how to get through their suffering if I'm not if I don't have to navigate suffering um so rest assured I have been navigating some suffering um you know and this I don't want this to be like oh woe is me sort of episode at all I really want to share some insights a couple things really came up this week um huge ones were resilience self-acceptance um and focus really really huge important things especially when we are in this phase of the healing process it's like sometimes when I find myself back in this place where I used to spend years, months, weeks of my life super depressed, smoking weed every single day. Not that there's anything wrong with that if that works for you. But for me, it was, um, you know, it was meditating against a pain that I couldn't face and laying in bed and just like watching television all like every spare moment that I wasn't working because I was just like miserably unhappy. Of course, that's not completely true. I, I did, you know, like band projects I also was like drinking a lot and um anyway suffice it to say I yesterday had one of the I've had all these moments of mental health days down here that I go so low and part of me gets wildly frustrated because I'm like I thought I would never be here again 
I thought I fixed this. I thought I wasn't depressed anymore. I thought I was like beyond this. And it's so frustrating because it's like, how much work have I done? All this meditation, all this self-inquiry, all this therapy, all this reading, all these blah, 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 blah. And the point isn't that one day you get to wake up and you never have to face yourself again or you're the darkest parts of yourself. The point is that you can face those darkest parts of yourself and know while you're in it that it isn't going to last forever. You can know for a fact that it's not going to last forever because you have the tools to get out of it. And it truly is like the image I'm seeing in my head is literally like someone with an ice pick climbing a mountain. It's like hand over fist, one one foot after the other. You can only look at what's right in front of you and take those steps step by step. It's not about just, you know, looking at the top of the mountain and then being there. Um, it's a weird metaphor, mixed metaphors going on here. I did want to share that, so first I got a virus and it was not COVID, at least I don't think it was COVID, but it was a really bad fever. And while I was in bed, I did a really interesting, I'm very fortunate in that my best friend in the world, one of my best friends is a um, counselor. She does like somatic experiencing. And so we'll get on the phone with each other. And usually, it, sometimes we just shoot the shit for hours, but sometimes also it's like therapy for one of the people at all times and it's really awesome because it's this very even trade anyway she told me while I was in bed sick I was not even thinking about having like a counseling session at that time I was just like my entire body is inflamed I'm in pain I'm sweating I'm cold I'm hot I'm all these things and I started telling her about this dream that I had so it was like a hypnagogic dream. I had been lying down for a nap and I had this image of a young woman that was really the embodiment of like earthy feminine to me. Like she was very curvy and earthy, but it wasn't like sexual. And it was just really like a nice homey, um, solid feminine vibe and she was a young woman, she had a family, and she was moving into a house that belonged to me. And as she was moving in, she realized that there wasn't actually room for her family or her belongings because my old shit was still in the house. And I had to give her permission to throw my old shit away. And I gave her the permission in the dream. And as soon as I did, it was like the old shit turned into me. It literally turned into like a depiction of my dead corpse, like my body. And then we had to bury it. And it, there was like a very, I was full of grief. And it was like this funereal feeling for this old self. And I was telling my friend about this dream. And already this dream is like, oh, it's all in there. I've been trying to shift into these new identities as someone who's like a business owner and who's like, you know, no longer battles with depression or I don't know. I, that's not really the identity I'm shifting into. But um, I won't go super into my personal identity stuff. However, I was telling my friend about this dream. And I have been trying to consciously shift out of a lot of old negative patterns. 
And we start talking about the dream. She starts having me describe key characters and sort of helping me analyze the dream in the same way that I would help my clients or in a dream group analyze their dreams. And the way you do that is whatever feels like it has energy, you that body sense and you go deeper into that. She said, okay, well, what does this woman represent for you? And long story short, I started going into it and I just started crying. Um, and I was like, ooh, this is... I wasn't expecting, I didn't even understand or feel the emotional resonance with what I was talking about and the emotional response that I was having. So that's, whenever that's happening, whenever you start to feel that like shakiness in your voice and the heat in your cheeks, like that stuff rise up when you're talking about, especially like dream symbols like this, there is a lot of energy there and you want to move into that. If you're looking to like get some healing shit out, that is what you want to move into. So we moved into it. And I don't even really remember the details off the cuff of everything we went into. But then we started doing sort of an active sequence um, where she was doing somatic experiencing, which if you don't know, it's really just about going into the sensations in the body and giving them words, giving them meaning, um, or allowing their meaning to come through verbally, I should say. And I found myself in this memory. First, it was like the first image that sort of popped up in my head was Sonic the Hedgehog. And if you are just, if you're sort of new to this work and you're curious about like, oh, do my dreams, do the images in my head really have meaning? Yes, everything has meaning. Sometimes it feels totally random and meaningless, but everything has meaning. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, it, and I found myself in this memory of when I was eight or nine years old and I was playing video games at my mom's friend's house. And it was actually going on at the time that my parents were getting a divorce. And we were at this house because this is a friend that my mom would go and sort of be comforted by. She would go talk to when, as, going, as she was going through the divorce. And I just remembered being a kid and really wanting to, like, just have fun and relax and, you know, be a, be a kid. And but also having all this energetic awareness of the pain that my mom was in and her sense of feeling abandoned, her sense of feeling rejected, her sense of unworthiness. And as I'm like going through this experience with my friend, so many things were clicking for me. So many things as far as my issues around self-worth, my illusions around self-worth, my illusions around, um, you know, why my father was not there for my family as a kid. Um, there were so many pieces in this experiencing and I won't go into all the different pieces because this is not a therapy session for me. Suffice it to say though, I really started gaining a new perspective as far as like, having compassion for my younger self, for my mom at that time, for my father. And meanwhile, as we're going through this, I start like pouring sweat and my fever breaks. And I won't say that I was healed then and there, but I certainly, my fever did break and my temperature started going down. I was able to get up and move and my most of the the virus it felt like it sort of went and settled in my head and now i still have a bit of a sinus infection after that as the aftermath which is a little more lingering and a little 
less exciting than a fever. Um, but yeah, it was really fascinating to me how tied to my emotional process, my beliefs, this sickness was acting. I will, disclaimer, I also took Advil. I was, you know, I was doing all the right things for a fever. I was, you know, I ate garlic. I was drinking lots of water, all these other things. But that piece for me felt really important. Unfortunately, as soon as you become aware of some of the sources of your patterns, your issues, just because you're aware of them, doesn't mean that you can immediately just sort of discard them and they're gone. So this was followed by then me being, you know, having this sinus infection. I haven't been able to go out and enjoy my life, you know, especially I'm, I'm not trying to get anyone else sick. And so I've been really staying at home a lot. And it's been, I've, even though I've had, you know, some clients coming in, some different sources of work, I have been making some progress on personal projects. I just yesterday got so fucking overwhelmed and so down on myself about where I was at in my life. And this is a, was a very familiar territory for me. And it was exactly the sort of pattern that we were working on when we worked through that somatic experience out of that dream. But I was in the pit. I couldn't get out of it. There was just, you know, I'm sure if you're tuning in, you've had those moments where you know that you're creating like hell on earth with your own mind, but you are just completely powerless to stop it. I was at that point yesterday and I was sort of also struggling to breathe because of a sinus infection. It was just a mess. I was a fucking disaster and I had this intuition to pick up a book I have called The Attention Revolution, um, which ironically is <laughs> like one of the 50 books that I read at the same time. Um, because I don't have an attention span. And I started reading it. And this book is essentially about like how meditation practices are an effective way of increasing your attention span and how if you can improve your ability to focus on a single thing, you can improve your life drastically. Um, especially if then you can not only improve your ability to focus for longer periods of time, but control what you are focusing on. And that is the piece that is so fucking important. It's amazing how I've been studying this shit for like over a decade. And it's like, sometimes I read these things and it's like brand new all over again. We have to learn over and over and over. And it makes sense because our culture is constantly programming us in the opposite direction. Don't focus. Look over here. Look over here. Look over here. Buy this pill. Buy this, you know, whatever. So... Of course, it makes sense that it, we forget these things. Um, with the focus bit, I had been really slipping in my meditation practice. I had reached a moment where I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm meditating a lot and I feel like I'm still not quite getting where I want to be. So maybe I can spend that time doing something else. Maybe I'm reading. Maybe I'm doing, you know, whatever. Nah, not a good idea for me. Everyone's different, but for me... If I don't 
really train my focus, if I don't daily make sure that I know exactly where my attention is focused, I will default to negativity, I'll default to pessimism, I'll default to self-defeating, self-doubt, you know, depression, anxiety behaviors and thoughts. So it is really important for me to have that practice, not because meditation itself is like the key to all things. I would never say that. However, like it's like um, if you wanted to be strong enough to, I don't know, pitch something up or like, you know, any sort of physical training that you might want to do. You know, you don't just start at the finish line. You have to train the muscles first and you have to train them daily. And with meditation, it's like if I want to be able to control where I'm focusing and where we are putting our attention is 100% responsible for the reality that we then create as a result. So... If I am focusing only on the bad aspects of my life, the aspects of myself that I don't like, the aspects of myself that I am uncomfortable with, that I feel bad about, I'm only going to draw more experiences towards me that confirm that identity. You know, it's just the basic law of attraction stuff. It works both ways, right? Um, However, if I am focused on my abilities, if I'm focused on the things I'm passionate about, if I'm focused on the things in my life that I'm really grateful for, I am going to draw more experiences and circumstances that confirm that. It's pretty simple. And most of us are used to just letting the brain run the show, letting the subconscious run the show instead of the other way around. And I heard some quote recently, I don't remember who said it, but it was something like, the mind is a very useful tool and a terrible master. And it's very true because you can use your mind to create all kinds of wonderful things in the world. But if you sort of like let it off the leash and let it go crazy, it's going to destroy your experience here on earth. So I, with the meditation practice, if you're not, you know, familiar, just the simple act of sitting and focusing on my breath. It's not that, oh, my breath is so important. It's that I'm training my mind. I'm lifting those weights. Every time my attention wanders, I'm bringing it back to the breath. And when I practice that, for instance, right now for me, I'm doing it 20 minutes twice a day. And that for me has been enough to like yank me out of the swamp. It it didn't start that way. I should also you know, preface this by saying yesterday, I had to just go to sleep. That was my only way I could deal with it. I had to put on like a soothing YouTube hypnosis that was this lady, Jody Whiteley, who is hilarious. By the way, if you ever are like really have bad insomnia and you like can't get your mind, she is great at creating videos that are just babying you through the process of getting to sleep through a very depressed episode and she knows how to sort of like dose you with little serotonin um but anyway so I fell asleep listening to one of those I slept for a good amount of time I woke up and I was finally able to breathe today and it was such a relief I immediately today was like all right first thing is I'm gonna meditate 
I'm not gonna start my day off the rails again because this is like, this is my life, you know? And I know it can be hard to make time for these practices, but it's like when everything else in your life depends on it, it's pretty important. And I'm not trying, I don't know, I'm not trying to like sell meditation. I just think that people underestimate how much it can change your circumstances. For me, I really just had to remember like, all right, I went off the deep end and it's time to start back in square one again. And I went out and I meditated this morning. All I did, my practice was just listening to my breath, just paying attention to my breath for 20 minutes. My mind wanders, I bring it back. And God, I had a great morning. Like I just felt so much more in control. And now that I'm like sitting down to do my work for the day, am I still like facing a lot of insecurity, self-doubt, all these things? Yeah, absolutely. But I also have reminded myself that I don't have to focus on those things. And in fact, I really should not be focusing on those things because at any given time, there are as many things wrong with your life as there are doing right. If you are really, truly investigating. So I don't know. That's my, (laughs) that's my rant for the day. I hope you guys found something useful about this. If you have any questions about, and I feel like we covered a lot. It's like dreams, somatic experiencing, focus. Um, I didn't so much go into self-acceptance because that's sort of something uh, that's like a whole other topic on its own. But I hope you guys reach out to me if you have any questions. My DMs are open. If you want to book a reading, you can go to caitlindddreams.com. Check out Goth Yearbook at Goth Yearbook on Instagram if you just want some humor and good times. I'm on that that, that, that podcast as well. And I have no schedule right now for when I'm releasing these episodes and I'm loving it just going off the top if you want to join the dream circle also you can go to caitlindddreams.com I need your email address if you want to be part of that it's really really fun we um, get together in a little zoom chat room on Monday evenings and talk about our dreams and I'm also sharing tips and tools on how to get you know to be working with your dreams in a way that is ongoing and productive and doesn't feel quite so like intimidating and confusing so All that being said, this has been Hardcore Healing and Cowabunga.